welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. excited because we have brother Azalini and this time his better half with us tonight and if you were unable to be here last week I encourage you to listen to that powerful dynamic message from brother Azalini and and I don't believe he's here by accident tonight I believe his steps are ordered by the Lord and and how many is ready to hear the word of the Lord tonight why don't you come brother Azalini and preach Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Would you go in the word of the Lord with me tonight to the book of Lamentations, chapter 5, and verse 21. Lamentations, chapter 5, and verse 21. While you're turning there, I just want to say what a great honor it is to be with you again on this Sunday night. And I believe the Lord met us in a very special way last Sunday night. I believe the Lord is going to do the same thing here tonight. And if so, you will open your spirit, open your heart to receive what the Lord has for you tonight. I believe this can be a transformational day for somebody. This could be a day where something in your life that you have needed for a long time to change changes. Hallelujah. I'm telling this is not a throwaway service. This is not a run-of-the-mill gathering, but God's got a plan for tonight. Hallelujah. And I'm just encouraging you to open up your heart to what the Lord has planned for this night. If you're going to do that, say amen. Amen. Praise God. Lamentations chapter 5 and verse 21. If you have it, say, I have it. Turn thou us unto thee, O Lord, and we shall be turned. Renew our days as of old. Turn thou us unto thee. Lord, take us and turn us in your direction. And we shall be turned and Lord renew our days of old I want to preach to you on this thought tonight it's time for a turnaround it's time for a turnaround praise God would you pray with me Jesus we love you Lord we're so thankful to be in your house tonight God we give you glory we give you honor we give you praise Lord, we thank you for this atmosphere of faith that we have stepped into here tonight. Lord, we have come into your courts with thanksgiving. Lord, we have come into your presence, Lord, tonight, offering you our highest praise, knowing, Lord, that you're going to set up a throne right here in our midst. God, and I'm asking you right now, God, 
to remove every encumbrance and entanglement of our life. God, prepare our hearts and minds for this transformational night. Lord, release the operation of the gift of faith in this house. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church, would you just lift your voice and pray with me for a moment. Come on, I, I think we ought to just have a little breakthrough right here before we move any further. Come on, whatever's weighing you down, whatever's distracting you, why don't you make a choice right now? God, I'm going to have victory. God, I believe these declarations of faith that something's going to change, that something's going to turn. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Amen. Look at your neighbor. Tell him it's time for a turnaround. Praise God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Give honor to your pastor. The great leadership here. So thankful to have my wife here with me tonight. Amen. Praise God. It's time for a turnaround. Hallelujah. How many of you have felt like you have needed something to change in your life? Come on. Be, be real tonight. Be real. How many of you, you don't have to raise your hand for my benefit, but how many of you have felt, God, I need something to change? I need to change. This situation's got to change. This has gone on long enough, God. It's time for a change. Praise God. As you know, and we, we, we covered this topic already last week, but uh, we uh, pastor in Ironton, Ohio now. It seems like we're never there, but we do pastor there. Hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, when we started traveling down there, there was this exit on the highway that we would always take. And there's three Ironton exits. And the middle exit is the one that's closest to the church building. And so that's the exit that we would always take. And on July the 5th, they closed that exit. And they put up a sign that said that this exit would reopen on October the 5th, so three months later. And so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, they must just be, you know, repaving, doing whatever. And uh, it was a real nuisance. I did not enjoy this exit being closed. It cost me extra minutes, extra time. You know, first world problems. I just could, couldn't handle it, you know. And anyway, so they closed this exit down. And I'll be honest, Brother Bobby, for a while it didn't seem like there was anything happening. Except, I mean, they were really anxious about getting those cones out there. But that just seemed like all that was happening, you know. But there was something happening. They were tearing out that old pavement. They were tearing out the gravel and the base beneath. And they were spending a whole lot of time preparing a new base layer. They dug down deep. They laid new rock. They compacted it. They laid more rock. They compacted it. They laid more rock. They compacted it. And then it just seemed like they disappeared for a while. Anybody of you have ever felt that way before? My God, these cones have been here my whole life. Right. They say there's only one season in Ohio. It's construction season all the time. Amen. And so we'd go by this uh, exit 
on the way to church, and, you know, I'd be passing the church, taking longer than it needs to to get there. And I remember on a certain day, I, I said to my wife and my kids in the car, and, uh, you know, this is, the, the <laughs> I have a whole lot of faith when I got a microphone. Hey, boy, but it just seems like it fades a little bit when I'm not standing in front of you all. And this is the comment I made. I said, man, I don't think they're ever going to get this exit ramp finished. Hallelujah. I said it with conviction, too. And we were only a couple weeks away from October the 5th. And I made that comment. It didn't look like they were ever going to get done. And then all of a sudden, things began to take shape. And they began to lay the asphalt, and you could see they were doing something there. And just a couple days before October the 5th, they were in there striping and doing stuff. And then on October the 5th, if you can believe it, they removed those cones, and they were done with that exit ramp. But they had done something that really surprised me. They put in a roundabout. At the bottom of that exit ramp, Brother Tyler, I said, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. You may or may not like roundabouts, but if you don't like them, you need a revelation. Because I love roundabouts, hallelujah. Oh, I feel a roundabout crowd in the house tonight. I love them because they keep things moving. I only need 2.5 seconds of space to fly into a roundabout and go around that circle. And I know people are shaking my heads like, this preacher, bad news preacher, right? I see I got half of you are with me and half of you are mad at me. Amen. Just forgive the preacher. Hallelujah. And I remember they had just opened it. So I was so excited to use this exit, right? Well, I'm, I live currently, at least for the next 30 days, I live in New Albany. And that's roundabout country. I mean, they put a roundabout everywhere they can put a roundabout. They'll put one at the end of your driveway if you'll let them. They put them everywhere down there. And so I'm used to them. I love them. Well, they're not used to roundabouts in Ironton, Ohio. There's a learning curve. No pun intended. No, I intended it. With roundabouts. And I came down that exit ramp the first. You hot? Yeah, it's warm. Yeah. And I came down that roundabout. She's got two of them going. I just couldn't help it. She's just, just going after it. I came down that exit ramp. And there was a lady down there. At the roundabout. Not utilizing the efficiency of the roundabout. For which it was designed. Oh, ho, oh, help me Jesus. And I pulled up behind her, and I'm like, okay, she's, she's trying to figure it out. She's confused. First, her left turn signal's on. I'm like, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can all, right? And then she's looking. Here comes co traffic's coming from the right, and she's like, she feels like she's got to stop for this traffic. She's got to stop. And I'm just like, tap. I'm not a horn guy, you know, but I was just like, ah, I love you. Go, go. You know, Jesus' name, you can go now. You can go. Right, and my kids are in the car, and they can see the red, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm like, come on. And I'm like, tap, tap, tap. And she doesn't go. I'm like, tap. You know, and tap. And she finally went. Amen. Did you guys enjoy that story? That's good. I bet you're all hoping it has something to do with my message, right? 
No, she didn't go to my church parking lot. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, it's the one person, you know. No, anyway. So that all happens. And that weekend, we had guest ministers in in Ironton. They were working with our music team. And that all went really great. And then on Saturday, I took uh, the young man. His wife was there at the church working um, with our music ministry. And I just kind of felt like I needed to spend some time with him. So I took him out for coffee. And then I took him down the road to see the house that we had purchased and are working on and trying to get that all finished. And on our way back to Ironton, uh, we live about 15 minutes away. We're coming up on that exit, and we're just talking about the things of God. And I'm telling him everything that God is doing. I'm like, man, it's so exciting. 27 people have been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've had almost 20 baptisms. Praise God. We've seen, we've seen families restored. We had a backslidden family walk in the door today. Family of four came in the, in the doors today. I mean, God's just been doing incredible things. Attendance is up 20% from six months ago. And we're talking about all this stuff, and faith is building in the car. And, and we're coming up on, on that exit ramp. And I just mentioned, I said, hey, man, did you see? I said, they put roundabouts in here in Ironton. And he, and he said, I saw that. He said, and I'll tell you what. He said, when I saw that, he said, I felt like the Holy Ghost got my attention. He said, I believe, he said, that those roundabouts are symbolic of what God is doing in this city right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. He said, I believe they signify a turning around of situations that have been there for a long time. Oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. And when he said that, something just gripped my spirit. And I thought, my God, I'm like, Lord, you are doing something big. You are doing something powerful. And it's not just here. I'm like, there is something that is happening in the church right now. And that thought came into my mind, and I felt like the Lord dropped it into my spirit. He said, it's time for a turnaround right now. He said, my church has been in a place where they've been going in circles and been stuck for too long. He said, but you tell my church that it's time for a turnaround now. Oh, hallelujah. And what I felt like the Lord said to me exactly was this. He said, I want you to preach and tell my people it's the year of the turnaround. Now, here's how that conversation went with God. He said, tell them it's the year of the turnaround. And I said, the year of the turnaround? I said, Lord, it's about to be November. I'm like, am I supposed to save this for January? Yeah. Anybody ever had a conversation with God like that? And then he lets you know that you don't know as much as you think you do. <laughs> mm. He said, I want you to check the Hebrew calendar. Mm. So I went to the Hebrew calendar. 
And guess what just happened 45 days ago? That's right. The new year. Rosh Hashanah. He said the new year just started. He said, and I am just beginning the greatest turnaround that my church has ever seen. He said, you tell them there's going to be a turnaround in their family. There's going to be a turnaround in their city. There's going to be a turnaround in their finances. There's going to be a turnaround in my church in the name of Jesus Christ. You need to declare it for yourself. Say, there's going to be a turnaround. There's going to be a turnaround. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Mm. How many of you feel witness in the Holy Ghost about that? Mm. And then I felt like the Lord spoke this to my spirit. He said, he said, when you preach it, he said, tell them to give me three un." Fettered months. I said, what do you mean? He said, and he reminded me of a conversation that I had with somebody 15 years ago. Do you all know who Brother Razor is? Jason Razor, anybody? A few of you. Good friend of mine, Brother Jason Razor, pastor of Marysville. We were talking to somebody 15 years ago that was trying to get their life together. We're on the back porch of my house talking to this person, trying to encourage this person. And I'll never forget it. The challenge came forward to this young man. And it was said to him, if you'll give God three months and you'll go all in with Jesus, you come to church every time the doors are open. You pray every day. You begin to read your Bible. You return the tithes and the offerings. You worship and you praise. You do whatever the Holy Ghost prompts you to do. You obey whatever the Word speaks to you to do. I will never forget it. It was said to him on that day, if you'll do that for three months, you'll look back just 90 days from today and you won't even recognize yourself anymore. God will do a complete turnaround in your life in three months. If you give him 100%, if you give him all of your mind, all of... You know, God only asks for you to return 10% of your increase and give offerings. But sometimes, I think that we think that that's the expectation for our effort. Mm. I'm going to give God 10% of me mm. and expect a 1,000% return. Oh. He was gracious to only ask us to return 10% of the time. But nowhere in this book does it say give me 10% of yourself? 
And I'm going to tell you something right now, and I'm in the Holy Ghost. Some of you get frustrated when things in your life do not change or situations just seem to stay stagnant and you keep giving God 20%, 30%, 40%, and you're frustrated with a 30%, 40% return on your investment. You were hoping for 100%. And God is saying, if you will give me all of you, you will receive everything that I have promised in my book. I've learned that when I give God everything, he gives me everything and more, and more, and more. So I felt like the Lord said, challenge them. Give me three months. Go all in. No restrictions. No fences or boundaries on God. You do whatever God asks you to do. If God asks you to get up early in the morning and pray, then get up early in the morning and pray. If he tells you to build an evening altar and pray in the evening and worship in the evening, then you build you an evening altar. If he stirs you like Daniel and says, I want three altars a day, morning, afternoon, and evening, then you build yourself three altars and you give your whatever the Lord asks say God for the next 90 days I'm taking the fences off God whatever you want I'm going to do it and then I learned so I started looking into this Jewish calendar Hebrew calendar and, I, and I've never studied it before honestly until now, and I was looking at it, and there, there are seven major holidays in the calendar, and all of them represent some type of a, a reset point, if you will, okay? And, and you can think about it this way, right? We have our calendar year. It's January through December, and we celebrate our New Year's on December 31st and January 1st. Is there 31 days in December? 30th or 31, whatever it is. Go back to grade school, Benny, right? Right? And we celebrate it then. So that's the calendar year and our New Year's. But we have other types of years. We have our fiscal year. We have our school year, right? So there are these types of years represented in the Hebrew calendar. So you got Rosh Hashanah, which is when they celebrate their New Year. But then you have the reset of their calendar year which is near the beginning of March, which is called Aviv Nisan. And then they have this other holiday that they call Shavet. And I'm probably saying it wrong, right? I know it sounds like I said a car name there, but whatever the Hebrew pronunciation is. And it happens, guess when it happens? Three months from right now. And it's called the Celebration of Trees. And what they do is they worship and praise God for everything he has done in their life that year. God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Ah. And the Lord showed me that on the counter. I thought, thank God, I'm not crazy. One, it is a new year. 
and two, exactly three months from right now, for every person in this room that takes to heart what the preacher is preaching, I'm telling you in three months, you are going to be worshiping, praising, and celebrating the greatest turnaround in your life. I'm telling you in three months, some of you are going to be 90 days sober for the first time in a long time. In three months, some there are people that are going to be out of debt in 90 days sitting in this room right now because you're going to begin to follow what the Lord speaks to you. There are marriages that are going to be healed that are represented in this room right now because God's going to begin to work in that relationship. And when God says forgive, you're going to forgive. And when God says be humble, you're going to be humble. Why? Because you're going all in. believing him for the greatest turnaround in your life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to go with me to Psalms 119.59. Reads this way, I thought on my ways and turned my feet. Everybody say turn. I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. Mm. You know why that lady was confused at the roundabout? Because nobody had told her how to use one. Mm. No instruction had been given. Hallelujah. Mm. Let me tell you why we get ourselves stuck in places sometimes. Mm. Because we come to an intersection in our life. Come to a challenge that we're facing. A problem. Hallelujah. And we just try to figure it out for ourselves. But what we need to do is stop and think about our ways. The Bible says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. It says, his, his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Listen, I know we're all busy, right? Is anybody in here busy? Is anybody here not busy? Raise your hand. I'd like to meet with you after church. I don't know. Find out what your secret is. We're all busy. So what do we not do? We don't stop and be still and say, God, show me. What should I know? I got to make that decision right now. I got to make that decision yesterday. Mm, Something's got to, I feel the urgency of the situation. I don't have time to stop and let the Holy Ghost talk to me. I, I sure don't have time to stop and look in his word for the answer that I need. But let me tell you how your turnaround happens. It happens the same way that the psalmist wrote Psalm 119. He said, I stopped, I thought about my ways, and then I turned my feet. Unto thy 
testimonies. I didn't do what I thought I should do. I didn't lean on my own understanding. But I waited for the word to speak to me. And then I adjusted my posture. I adjusted my direction. And I walked exactly where the word told me to walk. I let the word lead me. And it turned my direction. Your turnaround starts the moment you start allowing the word to pave your pathway forward. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes, Brother Tyler, when I get to those roundabouts by our house, you know what I do sometimes when I got the kids in the car? I just go around them like that, just for fun. We hit the accelerator and we just start going around that roundabout, you know, safely, safely. Amen. Uh, but you know what? Some people do that in their own life. And they're just going in circles because they don't know which exit ramp to take. Because they don't know what direction to go. But if you would just hit the pause button and say, God, I need an answer. I got this relationship problem. I got this family issue. I got this financial challenge. I got this addiction in my life. I got this temptation I can't overcome. I got this strife in my spirit, this offense in my heart. God, I need you to turn things around. You know, it's simple. Mm. And you will discover that living for God is simple. It's not always easy, but it is simple. Hallelujah. I have found that just listening to what the preacher says or just reading what the word says does not produce change in my life. I have to turn my feet and do what I have heard and apply what I have read. And it is at the point of application that the turnaround begins in your life. Turnarounds don't happen by accident. They happen on purpose. And they happen when the children of God get serious about walking in obedience to the word of God and the leading of the spirit of God. Praise God, praise God, praise God. I want to take you to one more scripture here tonight. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 15, excuse me, two scriptures. 1 Samuel chapter 15, we're going to read verses 26 and 27. If you have it, say amen. And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee. Let me just stop right there and tell you that at the beginning of a turnaround, this is the mindset that you have got to have before you even get started. You've got to make up in your mind, I will not return 
to where I was before. God, I'm starting this process and I'm burning the ships. I don't have an exit plan. I don't have a plan B and I'm not going to retreat. I will not return. Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with thee for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. And the Lord hath rejected thee from being king over Israel. Time and time again, the Lord gave mercy to Saul for him to change, for him to turn things around. But he kept rejecting the word. It's painful to hear, but you can sit in here week in and week out. Sunday after Sunday and hear a word that is tailor made for you and not receive it. It's not enough for you to hear it. You've got to receive it and you have to respond to it. You've got to hear it, receive it, and respond to it. Hallelujah. Mm. It's not God's desire for anybody in this room to end up like Saul. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But our hearts become hardened. You need to hear me tonight. And our thinking becomes twisted when we continually Reject. I'm telling you, I just hit a vein in this room. When we continually reject the word of the Lord or what God is trying to do. You know why? Look at, what, look at all the things that Saul did. Every time the Lord would try to deal with him, right? He would try to justify his actions and find substitutes for the supernatural. He would try to manipulate the things of God to serve his purpose. He got all twisted up in his thinking. Let me tell you, we got way too many people sitting on church pews that are tormented in their mind, that can't sort out their thought life, that are facing things right here that they cannot get the victory over. I'm telling you how you get to... You start getting the victory here when you start receiving this through your ears and saying, God, I'm not going to compromise it. I'm not going to justify my actions. I'm not going to manipulate what I'm hearing to make me feel more comfortable or justify me not having to change. But God, I'm going to hear it. I'm going to receive it. And I'm going to respond to it. When you begin to respond, to what thus saith the Lord your mind begins to be renewed and your thinking comes back into alignment and your understanding is restored verse 27 and as Samuel Turn, everybody say turn. turn. 
as Samuel turned about to go away. He, this is Saul, laid hold upon the skirt of his mantle and it rent. Let me tell you something. Turnarounds aren't always easy. And here's why. Wherever you are right now, there are attachment points where you are right now. And when you turn around and you do what the Lord is telling you to do, This is what happens. When you begin to turn, you create tension with the attachment points in your life. <laughs> Tyler right there, he, he's my comfort level. All of a sudden, I got tension with my comfort zone. And my, my comfort zone is saying, come back over here. This is where you belong. This is where you need to live. This is where you need to stay. And I've got to make a decision. Am I going to stay tethered? Am I going to stay tethered to where I was? Or am I going to allow that garment to rip? And I'm going to just keep on walking. I'm going to keep on walking. Let me tell you something. Don't you allow an attachment point of doubt or fear or questions or confusion or anything else in your life to keep you stationary. You just keep on walking and you just let it rip off of you. Hey, I will not return. I will not return. I'm walking out of this. I'm going to turn my feet and I'm going to walk in the word. It's time for a turnaround. Can I? Hallelujah. I want you to stand to your feet. Tyler, grab that jacket. Come back up here. Uh, hallelujah. Same thing. Same thing. Uh, now, I want you right now in your mind. Come on, Tyler. The Holy Ghost is speaking to people right now. Right now. The Lord is revealing to you some attachment points in your life that have prevented the turnaround that you need. Mm. Am I going to let pride keep me right here? Am I going to let temptation keep me right here? Am I going to let the shackles of my pain and my wounded spirit keep me right here? Am I going to allow my familial excuses to keep me right here? Am I Man, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room uh, and something is breaking. Uh, there is a victory uh, in this place tonight. Something's supposed to change. Something's supposed to change. Something's supposed to move. It's time for a turnaround in your life. Uh, and here's the thing. Mm. 
when Samuel walked away, guess what? It cost him something. There was something he could not take with him. It ripped a part of his garment off. And sometimes that's the very problem, Brother Tyler. We want to take everything with us. We want to take everything and everyone with us. Well, if I can't take them, then I'm not going. If I can't take it, then I'm not going. If my baggage can't come with me, if my... my, my if my excuses can't come with me, then I'm not going. If my opinions can't come with me, then I'm not going. Hey, that's right. Then you're not going. And you're just going to stay going in circles in that roundabout. But if you would be willing to allow something to be torn off of your life and say, God, it does not matter what gets ripped off of my life. I want to go where you want me to go. God, I'm done being stuck in the same place. I'm ready for the turnaround. I'm ready for the turnaround. I'm ready, Brother Tyler, for in three months for us to be celebrating and praising God for the turnaround, for what God has done in our life. Here's the deal, right? Anybody ever been lost before? A few of you. I've been lost and had my GPS not work. It's the worst thing ever. Just a couple weeks ago, I was in Texas with Hudson. And we had to get up early to go to the airport. Man, man, there, where we were, there's tons of traffic. You've got to leave early. Right, and I'm wanting to get home, Brother Bobby. I'm like, I'm not missing my flight. Bye. Bless God. And so we get up early. We pack the suitcase. We get in our little rental car, which was a Kia. Just let that sit for a second. That's all they had left. And so we're, we're zipping down the highway in our little Kia. And there was two of us. So in these big cities, they have these carpool lanes. You guys know about these? Right? And so I'm like, Hudson, there's two of us. We can use the carpool lane. So I jumped over in the carpool lane. I'm like, ah, see ya. Right? We're passing everybody. I don't remember what the speed limit was. But my GPS noticed that I moved over a lane. So it adjusted and it told me to get off sooner than what it had told me before. And I was like, why does it want me to get off the highway? That can't be right. And so I got up to this little exit ramp. And I'm like, I only got like five or six more miles on this. I'm, I'm not getting off here. I'm, I'm going to go stay, stay on the highway like it said originally. And so I did. Worse. Worse than traffic. Worse than an accident. That HOV lane 
became an isolated lane with two concrete barriers, one on both sides. And I couldn't get off that lane for 20 miles. You know what happened? Same thing that was frustrating me about that lady that didn't know what roundabouts were all about. She wouldn't go when there was an opening. I missed my opening. And let me tell you something. You cannot miss this. I, I don't know if I'll ever preach this message again. But right now, you are at an opening in the spirit. And you better not miss your opening. Right now, it's all clear to enter. And God is waving you in saying, come on. Come on, there's no danger from the left. You can only go right. Come on in and make that turn right now because there is an opening. You are in the divine timing of God for a turnaround in your life. Don't you convince yourself like I did that I know better. I'll just wait till next Sunday. I'll just wait till the new year. I'll just wait till I'll wait till the next evangelist comes by. No, Right now is your opening, and you've got to make a decision. God, I'm going to turn because the opening is now. Mm, hallelujah, I'm finished. If you're ready to respond, if you're ready to walk, where the word shines a light in your life. If you're ready for attachment points. I'm just telling you right now. I feel a prophetic unction on me in this moment. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost. God is taking this church to a whole nother level. And there are attachments in your life right now that cannot go with you. There are some grief. Hey, this came up even last Sunday, but I still feel it in the room. There are some grievances that some of you need to let go of because you cannot take it where God is taking you. There are some attachment points, some entanglements in your life that have wrapped themselves around you. And God is saying, come on, come on, come on. And you've got to be willing to let it rip off of your life today. Today is the day of turnaround. Mm. You're ready to respond to that word. I'm opening up these altars, these aisles. You can come up here and pray. You can pray in your pew, but whatever you do, respond. Respond to this word tonight and make a choice. God, I am ready for this turnaround. I am ready, oh God, for this situation to change. I'm done walking with this weight. I'm done walking with this encumbrance in my life. Hey. Come on, I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, for some of you, it's questions that have not been answered uh, that you need to let go of. God is saying, uh, if you'll let go of that unanswered question, uh, it won't keep holding you back, uh, and you'll be able to go where I am leading you to. Come on, 
Today is the day of turnaround. Today is the day of turnaround. Come on, that's it. That's it. Hallelujah. I'm going to turn my feet. God, I'm going to turn my feet. I'm going to repent, God. God, I want to go to this next level. God, I want to go where you are leading me. God, I want to go where you are leading the church. That the anointing, come on, there's an anointing to destroy yokes and break off attachments in this room right now. God, let a holy surrender come upon your people. I'll let your holiness oh God fall in this room let it speak to us right now I'll let your glory let your glory begin to permeate this atmosphere I prophesy a turn around in the name of Jesus. Devil, you're a liar. I speak liberty. I speak freedom. So walk forward in the name of Jesus to let the change happen, to let the turnaround happen.